Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, how to get 20, 20, 20, how to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So, Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Can you tell the difference? I wonder if this is Jenny. This is Lindsay. Do you know? I, I had to like, well, I, there's so many podcasts that I start that if they have two female hosts, it does take a while to get the different voices. Because I think even yeah. if you're best friends, your, your voices are always similar. Our voices are similar. And we raised four. So, girlies, we got so many bloody orders of merch. Thank you so much. If you don't know, Lindsay and I launched our own merch. What is different between this and our Teespring merch is Teespring is done by drop shipping. We do still. Put, you know, submit the designs and everything but this is just way more of a tangible project for us we hired Jan Wall she was an ex-gal she created this insane artwork for us for our t-shirts so the whole idea as you know every merch that we drop has a theme we've had wet and woke not arsed ignore my queefs not my calls and this one is you won't take our summer so obviously we are in the weirdest summer of our generation it's 2020 Miss Rona fucked up our plans and we didn't want to be like there was so much negativity around covid so we wanted to make like a positive piece of memorabilia for this weird ass time so we created with jan walsh this image of these two girls chilling out one has a dick pic on her phone the other is smoking a joint and it's just so bright and positive neon acidic colors and they have flown off the shelves they they really have and we're so so thankful for you guys because we were obviously you know nervous it's like you know a big investment like financially time wise and you know everything else teespring you're not investing because it's like we said it's made to order so um this we wanted to like buy and it's you know it's just a great project for us to be able to purchase and we used um the t-shirt company from Eastwall they did the screen printing yeah, who are incredible the colours they got like when I say it's to a T to Jan's drawing it's insane Perfect. so it was something that we wanted to do we wanted to like hire a, a Dublin creative who can you know go beyond our skill set and obviously we wanted to use the t-shirt company again because we've used them before and they're just so reliable but girlies these t-shirts as Lindsay said are flying off the shelves they're 28 euro we ship pretty much everywhere internationally um, if I'm if we're not shipping where you're shipping now just message me I can set up shipping for you bar Australia we are literally not allowed post to you guys we went down and asked and they said Australia you can't post yeah and and those of the Australian ex-gals have been commenting me like my mum can't even send me care packages I feel so bad for them it's so awful because when I'm down the post office dropping off your orders girls um there's other mammies with like big flipping lines tea bags and they're like no not to Australia but it's so nice to be able to like Jenny and I are both packaging these ourselves. We've bought biodegradable packaging, 
you know and just like wrapping them all up giving little ikal stickers and just making sure it's personable and like a nice experience because it just feels different this time being able to send them off ourselves absolutely and just one last thing if you go on our website so they're available on ikal's podcast dot com forward slash merch or you can just kind of see the merch store little icon at the top of the website and um, if you're confused about sizing Lindsay and i made sure first of all they come size small to double xl um and we wanted to make sure to take a picture of ourselves in every single size um we are the only models we had at the shoot so <laughs> maybe <laughs> yeah. that can expand in the future Boo, we refuse to be in the shoot <laughs> <laughs> so um, it'll just give you a frame of reference for the size uh, but I would say that they are a unisex fit so I have the size guide that a size small would be like an 8 to 10 but like they're not going to be a fitted t-shirt no matter what they're, they are roomy they're comfy they're 100% cotton they're a really nice feel yeah. so um, and it's for like your weekday wear yeah where, like, it's not a going out dress no but I mean we've been wearing them like this is my new style now our merch bike shorts during the week <laughs> yeah and then just a little skirt on top of the weekend I'm yeah. sick like if Miss Rona taught me anything it was like I don't really I like getting glam with my makeup and hair but like clothes I just want to be comfortable so and we always wear t-shirts mm. and having these like I love wearing the XXL to bed oh so comfy and then I think I like the large and the medium for like an oversized and then the small, which I cropped today, I cropped one of the whites in a small um, just at the end of the illustration so you didn't lose any of it. And it just gives that like different kind of hang to the t-shirt. So, yeah, they're yeah, so They're cute. really, really fucking cool. We're really happy with them. And you obviously are too if you're buying them. Yeah, so one last time, 28 euro guys plus postage and packaging. If you want postage to your place and it's not available, just DM us on Instagram. Um, and they're available on our website, itgirlspodcast.com forward slash merch. There is only a handful left and there's one print run of these um obviously the black sold out really quick we don't know if we're going to do a reprint because we do want to just keep it super limited and move on to the next one so grab them while you can girls now this week on it gals we're covering we have now yeah to yeah, say yeah. we we're have gotten this so many fucking dms on this is i would say without a doubt this is our most requested episode ever which is insane to me but it's, I mean, the amount of DMs we've gotten, both on Itgals, on my personal, we've had, like, when we opened up our Tumblr, we're talking about Free Britney. It's Britney, bitch. She's finally here. We're talking about her. We're addressing it. We're touching upon it. And we're going to have a special guest for one very uh, small section of this podcast, but one of the juiciest sections. So, yes. Free Britney movement. Let's maybe give a quick introduction. If, if someone does not know what the Free Britney movement is without going into too much detail... How would we describe it? Okay, so base, this movement actually, this is its second time coming. Yeah, I remember. So I think the first time was maybe last year. It kind of started to trickle out. and It was like January last year. I think. Yeah, there's always been, and I mean, ever, ever since, you know, Britney had her breakdown, there's always been a kind of miscommunication between like Britney's people, her company, and the papers. Yeah. It's, it's no one knows what's going on it's very hidden mm-hmm. and you know she was one of the biggest stars to mm. come out of our generations she's I'd so say I arguably the biggest like mm-hmm. pop star of that pop tweeny bopper pop kind of craze from the early 2000s that craze doesn't exist in it anymore no, she came on the cusp before you know she wasn't accessible via Instagram and stuff she was like hounded by the paparazzi but we're getting into that but this I feel like 2020 because we've been sat in 
consuming so much content and like really feeling like it, you know you can get pent up we've seen the BLM movement come out and that was like even when we did that podcast people were saying like they'd never felt that amount of virality around mm. it ever and it's obviously been an issue for as long as humankind absolutely yeah and now it's getting the kind of recognition and I feel this is why it's happening now with Britney where it was spoken about we've all been aware she's not been acting you know uh, herself or what we imagined her to be before the breakdown and there's just it's quite concerning things that have gone on but it's never been anything you know it's just been left to bed it's and been now bubbling it's below of, the surface for a very 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 yeah. long time but very easy to ignore but you're so right that I think that like so much of this stuff is coming to the surface now because people are sat at home on their phone and like they're really researching into things and you know I mean we're kind of in a post-core world-ish in Ireland but most places in the world are still very much on like mm-hmm. lockdown um, so obviously the Free Britney movement is a response to the fact that Britney Spears has been through it has been under a conservatorship since 2008 um, and it's all about wanting to you know literally free her from this let give herself her agency back and it's been run by her like massive massive fan base like as Lindsay said this came out first uh, which we'll go into detail in, in a few minutes but it came out first I think it was last January to April around um, and people were literally um, protesting outside mental health facility, facility that she was allegedly in they were protesting outside like courtrooms where she was allegedly her dad was in you know talks for her conservatorship so and before it, we even start everything that we are saying is allegedly because yeah. we know one knows what's going on no. which I think ruffles the feathers more because you're like if if it's not transparent then it must be something seedy I think that's what people take from it or that's what they're gathering through their information from the internet Mm -hmm. and like we've had to learn from many times that like whatever you read online no matter the virality or how many you know views this youtube or tiktok thing has about the situation this is just us kind of conversating about it and like talking about what's going on because i just think no matter the virality no one knows what the fuck is going on and we never will know until britney if she ever comes out and talks about it and even then we won't know because, because again there's always you know what they say there's three sides to this every story there's yeah. her side his side and the truth so like if it came out yeah there's Britney's side there's her dad's side and then there's the truth and that lies somewhere in the middle but we are just going to be like reacting when we talk about the conservatorship it's all allegedly it's going to be you know we'll present some stuff that's obviously leaked and we're come trying out. to piece it together because for these things especially someone like Britney Spears who has been in the limelight for so many years and has has had a multitude of ups and downs in her career and her personal life and everything like that so to try and kind of condensify it and understand it is really overwhelming so this is why I think this podcast will be fun to just kind of jigsaw it all together and try and like try understand so we want to talk about um we have little points yeah well let's just open up the conversation do you remember when you first heard baby one more time her first single when Britney Spears came like I mean... So this was like, 1999, right? I think it was 98. I think it was... Let me see. It was earlier, because I think I was eight years old. And I remember she came in like a fucking cannonball. Like, it was like the most iconic... Okay, you were, like, you were right. It was 1998. Yeah. And it was just the most iconic. It was like no music I'd ever heard. I mean, as I said, I was only eight years old. But I remember it being like my jaw on the floor. I think I remember being in swimming... And someone being like, have you heard that Britney Spears song? 
And I was like, no. And back then, for any of our um, 2000s babies, which is mad that they were out there, but I, I acknowledge your existence. Um, like, when back, back in the day, when me and Lindsay wanted to hear a song, you'd have to sit down and watch MTV until that fucking song came on. Yeah. As a music video. I like, can't remember, like, where I was, but I, I just remember looking at her with a little puffball pigtails. Oh, the puffball pigtails? The little, like, mini bangs. The high pigtails. They were like high, yeah. and like the school and they were uniform. plaits, and they had little pink ribbons at the end. And then she was like also like in the in the sports hall with her basketball. And I was like, she is literally the most prettiest girl I've ever seen. She was just so doll like, and I think so we, American, and like it was just like what I imagined American to be like. Like, well, we grew up in a very like Americana kind of like pop culture was driven by like Nickelodeon for our age and we had Nickelodeon. So we were seeing the likes of Mary-Kate and Ashley and, you know, watching Saved by the Bell and all these shows that like really projected the, you know, a singular beauty standard, which was like a small little blonde girl. White girl. White girl. Yeah, exactly. And, um, you know, she, Britney Spears was like that, you know, quote unquote, all American girl. Um, and, I yeah I remember I loved her outfit in, in the pink sports bra and the white kind of like dare I say O'Neill's tracksuit bottoms. Was they that with like. the in the sports hall? No, it was in the outside scene where she's dancing oh, yeah. in the car oh, and, she, and she does that. a backflip. And oh, I remember being like, oh, and everyone was like, she used to be a cheerleader. I was like, oh my god, this bitch is the coolest. Oh, what thing. I loved about Britney as well because she came out like when you look at pop stars. So obviously, you know, ninety eight that time was massive in fashion. It was like the waif. We were seeing a lot of that, but Britney was like a fit kind of she was cheerleader, really, yeah. healthy gal, really athletic, you know? like a dancer and all that kind of stuff. Now, obviously, now we know that, like, especially in America, I think, or in Ireland, should I say, I mean, in America, they would know that, like, she existed pre-baby one more time. She was in the Mickey Mouse Club, yeah. with, like Ryan Gosling, Justin Timberlake, J.C. Chazay, Christina Aguilera. Like the amount of people that came from that is really insane. I remember being so jealous there was something like that. Like when I heard that at eight years old, I was like. The Mickey fucking Mouse Club? Which is gas because now, as a 33-year-old, I'm like, so the opposite. I'm like, thank Same. God my parents didn't put me to work. Oh my God, thank God I wasn't like, you know, thrusted into the public eye from the age of five but or something. working. Like, oh, I think, yeah. like, obviously working. when I was watching any TV show, like, whether it was Barney or flipping, you know, Sister Sister, yeah. I was like, I'm wish I could be on TV. Yeah. So, okay, get up at 6am, Lindsay, and spend your whole evening learning off these lines. I'm like, no, it's like, they and didn't have, they were working. And it's crazy how many actors and actresses that, like, especially came up when we were teenagers, were victims of being put to work by their parents. Like, Leonardo DiCaprio, Drew Barrymore, Winona Ryder. And he did that um, movie called Honey, which I really want to, really want to watch. It's it's, so good. It's about his relationship with his father and how, like, him as a child was the, he was supporting his family financially as a child, having that, like, responsibility on you. That's insane. And I mean, is it going to be a case of, in the next few years, we see that, I mean, surely we can't have child actors anymore but then it's weird I, I mean it's like can you have them or like what you know are but there, if your kid it, can't work and spar at a certain age or till whatever it bought 16 is mm, it I know it's a double standard in entertainment but then it's like what so there's never going to be a child in a movie ever again so people who are writing movies can't write children into them maybe <laughs> I don't know but like I mean yeah. if you look at how the time scale of stuff is moving so quickly like because then it comes in why do we want to watch children like it's a you know I don't yeah, know I mean it's for kids yeah so some movies 
some movies, but like you know, you also can't completely censor art in a way. It's a it's a really complex. It's argument. a complex one when you are seeing and we're hearing so many times about the abuse and horrific situations that go on within you know entertainment industry and Absolutely. without the kind of consensual you know the consent of like this child understanding it's not knowing consent because obviously when you're eight you're like i want to be in movies but like you know you don't like anything at eight you don't fully understand the ramifications of anything other than playing with a barbie even then you don't understand you know you're like oh the barbie's broken it's really complex but that's not what we're talking about here today so if we're talking about yeah when you first when we both first saw her I was just like and then in interviews they made her so likable she was so sweet the way she spoke she was so kind she wasn't all about boys like even the way that they was had a she had a very like non platonic relationship with Justin Timberlake when they went out it was, well she was a known and out virgin yeah and that was a big thing and now obviously now we know and she came out and said like I think by the time she was like 17, 18 like she wasn't a virgin when she was publicly dating Justin Timberlake but like her record label which I'm pretty sure is Interscope were like pushing that visual on her like it was it you're was this like virginal perfect yeah. American you're the all American exactly like you're from Louisiana you're like a southern Christian girl you know like yeah, you nice are, family you yeah know. you're you're very that and, and we saw that with her very own boys on yeah. Stephen Gately didn't come out till I don't know years after Boyzone you know yeah. I'm, I'm sure there was maybe some kind of conversation the same with Mark and Westlife you know I don't mm. know if I, I do remember hearing that about like um, gay guys in pop bands that it was just told to kind of keep it's, well because they want them to be seen as like sex, sex symbols, symbols for, for women for, women, for, for young, girls for young girls yeah. I fancy the whole of Stephen Gay. I was convinced I was going to marry the bastard I swear to god R.I.P he was so gorgeous so um, good looking but yeah so like obviously then Britney Spears was kind of like this a product of a system of like like you're going to be famous the only thing that is out there for you is the uh entertainment industry and a lot of the times what you see happen with that is that you know someone spends so long throughout their childhood dedicating all this time to the entertainment industry usually being homeschooled so they might not have a substantial education when by the time they're 18 it's also all they've known they also may not have peers their age if they, they are don't probably yeah and they've been in, living like an adult yeah yeah you know? so like you have to make big choices like yeah. that with your management like do you want to do how many records when will we get it out like that's like it's a pressurizing and what something when I was thinking about it earlier on I was like I wonder how much did her her existence as a child star um, make her quite like submissive to authority and her parents telling her what to do which is interesting when you look at her current case so like say for example when she was growing up um, I'm pretty sure her mum and dad were like close managers of her they would have been at every meeting because like that would be like legally what you'd have to do um, so they would be probably I'm presuming now obviously but this is what I imagine would happen if you're a responsible parent mm-hmm. that is that you'd be in these things and you're going yes Brittany will do this no she won't do this like speaking upon your behalf a lot of the time because you are the guardian you know they, they even would have had to like you know sign off for like certain elements of her work for example if she was 16 like I think when she did Baby One More Time when she recorded that which by the way was a song written for TLC which is gas no way yeah they said no to it Um, so that you know they would have to have signed off for certain things when she's 16, 15 maybe recording it. I think she was 15 when she was signed. Which is interesting because TLC, TLC were, as a band, so much more 
overtly provocative like Lisa Left Eye Lopez used to wear a condom over her left eye mm. and stuff like that and they'd have like safe sex graffitied mm. over like some of their outfits like they were outwardly speaking about safe sex like that was something that they were yeah so it's interesting that then if they rejected that song they gave it to Britney but it was clouded and such a, like oh I'm just it was never I never looked at that as a sexual song when I was younger hell no but then when you it is a funny song when you listen to it like hit me baby one more time it's all about like it's basically like he hit me and it felt like a kiss like that old song you know that way it is but then is it like are you saying it's this ambiguous term which like I think children love in Mm. terms of like I remember you know first knowing that the word fuck meant sex like it's like hit what does that mean like hit it I don't think you yeah I I don't even think you think of it it was so catchy and such a like catchy pop song like when you're that age like I you and I were probably the perfect age to be Britney stands when we were younger like I was eight you were ten so like it was like post Spice Girls too so we've already stand mm-hmm. the Spice Girls oh no it wasn't post it was middle Spice Girls yeah. um, so you know that whole thing was coming out you were like standing all these like pop icons you just kind of accept whatever like I don't think I ever even, even oh you weren't like mom what is it or no, even your mom would maybe say it more yeah no I remember like I'd be blasting out tunes being like you know screaming along mm. the lyrics and I was like turn that filth off I'm like what <laughs> she's just saying lick me out oh my god yeah. she's saying lick her arm um, but obviously you know on that song and on so many other songs a, a, a big kind of uh, juxtaposition that was going on in Britney's career was like the sexualization of her while being heralded as this like uh, virgin and like virginal kind of girl she was also coming out with these like extremely raunchy songs provocative looking like and yeah that that was major and when you even consider the fact that like during that time is when like Epstein was rife yeah and this whole idea of with the elite especially just, who yeah. were buying into this idea of the virginal child and it's teenager like, yeah teenage, like freaky yeah. shit and um just buying into that whole thing like being like maintaining your like idea of being a virgin but then like trying to lure in children because it was like all fun and like she's in school and she mm. had pigtails and we loved that because we just saw it for that but then the darker side of it like the older man who was probably also looking at that and like it, it, it's a weird thing to kind of play up to when you look back at that like that they were insisting on calling her a virgin but yet forcibly putting her out there as a provocative yeah star yeah I think it's like it's a, it's a funny thing to look at in the just in the context of pop culture as a whole you know that way of how much you can how much you can slide and look also saying this like I'm no prude when it comes to like, you know, quote unquote art, you know, like I know people also like critique a lot of the songs like say when they come out when she's like in her 20s and stuff. And it's like, yes, arguably they're still 100% like putting her on this pedestal as this like sex icon. But like, you know, you also have to be like, well, we don't want, you know, just what's her name? The one that Luna loves with the big bow. Jojo. Jojo. It's like, you know, whose music is more impactful? Britney Spears Katie or Jojo? Melua. <laughs> You know, so like sex does sell at the end of the day and that's just the the culture that we live in. However, it is extremely like question mark when it is, you know, 16, 17 year old girl. And we look at, say, Britney and then compare her to, for example, Lily Allen and how and even TLC, how they were just a bit more honest within their music. And I think that's maybe the kind of 
problem with pop culture back then was that this curated idea mm, yes. and like you know hiding certain stuff like I mean even with Lily Allen yes she spoke about sex she was probably seen as a sex symbol was she a teenager when she came out first how um, old was she? she was young I think maybe early 20s it yeah. wasn't but I'm just saying that like more I so, you, yeah. her music was just a bit more like overtly like it was more herself she wasn't yeah. hiding anything she was like singing from her soul dare I say you know yeah, yeah, yeah. and even Christina Aguilera like a lot of these Christina was pretty Christina was pretty sexual and then she did the whole dirty thing which, which was like I had clicked into porn when I first saw that as a but child I, I would wonder I don't know too much about Christina but I'm from what I remember I was obsessed with Christina during that phase um, but I think that was now again it could be portrayed as if it was but it was portrayed as if that was like her kind of breaking the mold of being this like she wanted to push it that way because I think she well yeah and she, we see that with like Miley Cyrus Britney herself and Christina yeah, they always kind of go backlash against the kind of overtly innocent character that was kind of put upon them. And that probably is from the control. Yeah. You were controlled to be this type of pop star and you obviously are talented. So you have like, you know, ownership over how you want to like show your talent or whatever. It's like me with the church. Like, yeah. I honestly feel like I dress the way I do because when I would go away to church camp in Germany we were told to wear like long sleeves skirts down to my knees cover up cover up so now it's like now that I can wear what I want I do (laughs) you know and I'm like I'm never covering up and it's so teenage too and I think to an extent when you think of it like if you're going through your regular teenage years like you're 16 like Britney was 15, 16 Mm mm-hmm um, and you're being told exactly how to be exactly the type of person you're being you're also you know coming into your sexuality when you're 16, 17 you know you're curious you're and you're told that that's bad if yeah. you were having sex with your boyfriend yeah you're told how you're saying don't ever let that out and if they ever find out you're going to be fucked your career imagine that also on top of normal teenagers being like I don't want anyone to find out I'm having sex with my boyfriend like normal sex shame but then also impact that with like probably these scary executives from Sony or whatever being and like Howard Stern anyone... bringing on Justin Timberlake yeah. onto his podcast and like did he have Britney on as well I, I remember watching like a really uncomfortable interview with I can't remember I don't think I've seen that Ju- one Justin or Britney but where he's literally continuously asking about her sexual endeavours I don't know what you'd call yeah, it but yeah, like yeah. so yeah I mean growing up with that is insane to be like you are a sex symbol mm-hmm. and you are being presented that way well you're kind of not being I find it interesting that like you are a sex symbol but you're being presented as the opposite like it's kind of like um, but I think like in latter years she's looking back and being like oh that was also purposely to make me oh, absolutely. more desirable yeah, so yeah, then yeah. a sex symbol but I'm just saying what it is interesting about it is like how much you ignore because the veneer was so wholesome but then like so much of the other content was so raunchy, you and then know? it just reminds me of, like, R. Kelly, Epstein himself. Like, all these things that are, like, fully in plain sight. Mm-hmm. And, like, it's, we're seeing these reoccurring things happen with these, like, massive stars and hugely famous people and well-known people where, like, what, where are their actual, where's their protection? Yeah. But then how, like, I don't, I don't get that with Britney. What do you mean? As in, like, and this is, I think, why it's gone so viral now because it's, like, we don't I think people who are watching her and not thinking that she's looking well and like worried for her stability and then they're like why are we as 
people who've never met her and just consumed her music worrying about her and concerned for her where are her people in her life yeah and that's what it, it's like what you said earlier on about the not having peers like when everyone that you're quote-unquote friends with or any peer that you've ever had has been working for you that's just such a weird dynamic like you know which we'll get into later on you hear a lot about all these people who are like I used to work with Britney and you know here's pictures of us being friends it's like that's so sad that like these people who were probably you know I'm sure they were great friends they're on the road together they're touring they're spending so much time Mm. together like dancers and photographers and all these people that would follow her around not to say that they're not her real friends but that that friendship can be so controlled because the minute that they're not needed anymore they're fired and then they you can't access Britney yeah like if you're her friend like imagine like we had a friend who then say James Kavanagh right he's like say he got so famous and like he had these people around him that were like you're never contacting him again change his number and we can't get yeah, in touch with him yeah you just can't co- contact them and we could imagine with seeing someone that close to you for so long going through something that you're like there's something not right here and then also knowing that if you speak out you're gonna have all these lawyers and like really it could be scary you know and apparently that has been happening behind the scenes as well when people have been speaking out that they have been oh I'd say so podcasts have been removed and oh yeah I'd say so so like um you know obviously she was made as this teen star and I'd say I was trying to think of it today I was thinking about the catalogue of her songs and something that's also spoken a lot about within the Free Britney movement is and this would be something that I'm always like, question mark. It makes me be like, I don't know if I buy this as a tinfoil hat. And you know me, I love my tinfoil hat. Oh, you wear it well, honey. I f- wear with my merch on <laughs> them. Yeah. It goes so well with the merch. It goes on real with the merch. I mean, silver, silver black and white. I know. Hello. Dream, dream. Sweet trio team. I get that bucket hat on the rig. You get your beret. My beret. Like, I don't know if I buy the uh, conspiracy that they're like, there's so many hidden messages in early, in early Britney Spears' music that she's being controlled. Because there's like all this, like, this visuals of her in chains a lot. And the song, like, I'm a slave for you. Or cir- not so much the later stuff like Circus and Peace of Me. I can kind of get it with that. But stuff like Slave for You, Stronger, that kind of early era. I think they, a lot of them are on the Oops, I Did It Again album and the one after that. I don't know if I buy that because I'm like, surely if she was being controlled, that like, first of all, Britney is as if she's writing pen to paper, yeah. Eminem style, and, and they're like, yeah, and they're like, books. they're like, that's approved. Oops, I did it again. They're like, like, oh, slave for you. That's approved once you wear a thong over your jeans. Yeah, like no, I don't. Hey, Britney, we're trying to control you. Yeah, as long as I can sing about it. Yeah, no, we don't want people to know. Because also, you have to remember that Britney, especially in those days, like she was not writing her songs. These songs were being written and basically put into like the factory of pop songs. That's why they were like. To see how addictive they are and yeah, catchy. Yeah, they're like addictive. They're catchy. They're playing into everything. Like when you look at the lyrics of like a lot of the songs, they don't really make sense. Yeah, like I mean, of course, when I'm looking, like I think it, I think the whole. I agree with you like the whole conspiracy of her being like I'm trapped help Mm. is like not it sis but what it is I do think think, you're on the later stuff though I think what they were trying to do with that was like you know we had baby one one more time where she was like teasing us a little with the crop top then she went to oops I did it again she had the full red skin tight like Mm -hmm. so she was more kind of like I am being a sex symbol and then it went to still more kind of like the baby doll makeup yeah the silly dancing you know it's very well done it is and then it kind of came and I think more so the shackles and the cage was like sexy the desirability of her and like 
you know people not being able to access her and her being this like hugely massive star mm. and everyone desiring her and mm-hmm. she looks hot and she's in this but, cage but they still did it so I always always think they just did it so it just got more in your face but then the opposite like the sexy stuff got more in your face as in like you're talking I remember watching um, which was a show that I stand, Lindsay OMG I'm sure you're the same the making of the video oh I remember watching and I recorded it on a tape on MTV the, the yes the making of Slay for You video because I really wanted to learn the dance never really could. it was a really hard dance so I hard. tried as well I, I like, t- okay. tried it and fractured my tailbone <laughs> no I was in my room for a little baby Jenny I was in my room literally sweating and I there was some sort of twirl and I twirled and I landed my coccyx bone so your tailbone on the corner of this like I had this like toy box in my room and like oh, <laughs> I remember I just sitting there like the coccyx I do that ice skating oh, for oh, I was out of school for about four days it's the most I remember just you know like oh when a kid cr- falls and they don't do, oh, say anything for a second you're like waiting when you hear a thump and nothing you're like Oh fuck That's what That was me I literally fell Now at the same time Like what Slay for you Was probably 2003 or four. So I was like 13, 14 <laughs> I love that you still Had a toy box In your room You little cutie That's how a children, a child Should be now Absolutely A little high box In a room Absolutely. Dancing to a slutty song <laughs> Yes literally Probably Loki freaking myself <laughs> Anyway I remember In the making Of that video Because that was like Her Definitely like I think Of all the videos that was the first one that was like that was Whoa, the most provocative. Brittany she is... was sweating, and they sprayed fake sweat on her. I just this is burned in my brain. This was, was it saying. oil or something? I it remember was, it. It was from like an FX makeup. Show. It was. It wasn't uh, oil. Drop the fucking oil routine because I, I want to go out like that. And she had like so they were like spraying, and she was like being so like a little kooky because she was really like kooky, like funny personality. And I she remember she was a goofy kind of girl, real goofy. And they were like spraying it on her, and like. She was being like, oh, and then she'd lie, she'd sit in the middle of all these people, and it was that scene where she's like, <sighs> you know, and that, they're all like gyrating, they're up all against like going, her. they're all the dancers, and they're all gyrating, and they're all touching each other. And I remember just being like, oh my God, I want to wear my thong outside my jeans. And they were the lowest cut. That was when she started to go low, 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 low with the jeans. She seemed to never have a vagina. It was like, or like, an ass crack. I but never, then I'm like, <laughs> I never understood. Were they trying to insinuate through those really, really low jeans that she had this really tiny fucking vagina? I don't think so. I think, first of all, it was the style. She was just famous for doing it as low as possible. I wonder if McQueen came out at the same time because remember he made this butt crack. I think he was, that was like 92. Yeah. But I never understood how her, her jeans were so low in the front, but she never had her arse crack shown. Because I remember when I would wear low kit jeans. I the one understand. problem I had was like I'd always be hoofing them up. You'd always have like tongs in her. Just never did. Oh, she, she just has a really long torso. She has a really long torso, and I think that she played that up because that was like real kind of like that was what you wanted back in the day. Um, but yeah, I remember like that slave for you. That was like a turning point in her like. Her, in terms of her more like taking ownership her of her sexuality yeah. in a way instead of being like like it was more in your face instead of being like covered in a little pigtail with a lollipop yeah. and funny Britney trivia was that obviously the um, the choreographer on that and this is where a lot of the controversy came from later on in the years the choreographer of Slave For You and her longtime choreographer Wade Johnson was the one who she cheated on Justin Timberlake with who also came out with allegations against Michael Jackson years later. Oh, he's in um, Finding Neverland. Yes. Really weird. But anyway. So hold on. She was with Justin and cheated on Justin with Wade. With Wade. Or maybe they bonded over the abuse. Who knows? Who knows? But like, 
she uh that was also a big thing because I remember when it came out then that she cheated on Justin because that was like the breaking of the veneer when they, her and Justin broke up because I remember mm-hmm. that famous picture where they're both wearing all denim and they were it they had just announced that they were both going to get married again like these two were engaged to be married to be wed and they were still being put up as teenagers at this point they were defo like 19 20 they were saying we're getting married in Disneyland like it was still so childlike it's like the more sexual and the more they couldn't portray them as virgins anymore it's like they still tried to almost OTT on the like innocence you know like we're gonna get married even though we'll be riding on the slide we're getting married in Disneyland it's still like please children please still like us that's like the weird interscope Mm. executive mind they're like they have to be liked by children not realizing that Britney Spears's fans were growing with her like totally. by the time Slave for You came out, as I said, I was fourteen. I was frigging myself. Yeah, I was ready. Yeah, <laughs> I was ready, honey. I was ready to wear thongs. I was ready to be slave. From <laughs> yes, master. <laughs> I was being like freaking sexy slaving at fourteen. But like, uh, yeah. I think what they're trying to do there is like because it's not even to like have the kids growing up. It's more so to protect. It's it's like to kind of keep cosplaying with absolutely. the parents absolutely yeah so that like I mean because the kids will find and follow True. shit that they want but it's like it's like say we were t- speaking the other day about like YouTube where like an, a lot of freaky YouTubes they'll like have the do 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 like all these playful songs but it's actually like a bit darker and there's you know you have to so be when very it's careful with being what played with you in the room you just hear boop 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 when you look yeah, at it it's yeah, like yeah. Spider-Man pissing on Elsa Yeah exactly And it's all these like Weird little dark moments With two Play-Doh Fucking figurines So I think that's maybe What they were trying to do And oh, sell totally. her as this Like perfect thing But then what, what the, the that Yeah you're so right Because the kids Are the ones watching The music videos But the meme Is looking at the news And looking at the press And what she sees Is Britney Spears going I'm getting married To my childhood Sweetheart yeah. in Disneyland So you're like Oh she's lovely She's lovely No not saying that she's not but Which if you like coincide that with the whole like pedophile ring shit that's mm. been going on in Pizzagate it's like it's so clever how they're able to get into that manipulative and manipulate fuck. children it's freaky so obviously you know we have a, we have a Britney Britney dominates with a capital D actually caps lock full stop bold letters underline whatever the fuck you want to put in it she dominates pop music from 1998 mm-hmm. till 2007 she is Known, I remember actually it, it, when it like kind of culminated because wasn't before right before her breakdown was the kiss with Madonna, right? And, yeah, and that Christina. was at the MTV Awards, and that was when Madonna. I remember around then was saying like she wasn't. Madonna was like she is the princess of pop because like obviously Madonna's known as like the uh, queen of pop, and she she was kind of passing on her crown. She passed on, and she was and basically Madonna, or Britney is a huge Madonna fan. Yeah, and like they did that obviously three way thing with. Thing. And that was like the sexualization to a peak. It's like, I mean, even looking now, I looked at that only a while ago because it was like, you know, when you're like randomly having a few edibles or something and you're watching weird <laughs> shit on YouTube, it was like the most insane moments of the VMAs. And it was, I looked at that case again and I was like, I can't. That was in outrageous beyond And TV not back only then. like, it was like Christina and Britney were like known as. Vi- uh, rivals yeah. because like they made Christina had the voice and like you know and just, they made them rivals and they made them rivals yeah and um, then Madonna was the kind of like come on girls this is how we'll make up and then Justin was in the audience and they like 
cut the camera to him yeah. looking angry. It was like... I mean, it was Oscar worthy. And I was like, oh, that's what I'm wearing to my wedding, whatever Britney was wearing mm-hmm. on stage. I was like, I'm going to dress like that when I'm getting married. I'm re- oh, my wearing God. like a corset, like a ripped shawn yeah. off like skirt. And they were singing like a virgin. Like, like, a virgin. like when you look at that. That is just like, and obviously like, you it's know. It's like the plain side thing, like yeah. with R. Kelly, he did that song with Aaliyah or yeah. that album, which is called Age is Only... A Number. A Number. Age is and Just a Number. Had, age ain't nothing but a number. Oh, yeah, That's yeah, what it yeah, is. yeah, yeah, yeah. And he had Our white asses. married her. Age is, is when nothing she was a but child. one number. And yeah, he I know. paid someone, like, it's like, but he was literally telling us there was nothing hidden. But well, he like you know? trafficked her as well, which is fucking weird. Um, but yeah, so obviously, you know, Britney's dominating. And then I remember In The Zone came out definitely my favourite Britney album of all time it is so good and that was when she was getting sexy there was songs in there about fingering yourself there was songs in there it's called The Touch of My Hand and on tour when she oh, wow uh, oh I remember the tour yeah. talk me through that in again in tour like when that came on when she did that number it was, a bed came out and she was like in the bed with like two men and the song is like I just discovered and my imagination's taking over Cause all I got to understand Is the touch of my hand And then Ooh, it goes yes, I love myself, it's not a sin I can't control what's happening Like it is I remember hearing that and being like Oh, oh my lord it is Such a good album by the way Listen to that album It's fucking amazing Which is also I wonder if she had any part of that Well I think apparently she did That she was like I had heard anyway Rumours that like She was basically like I want to make like This kind of music Because you're now. trying to Untangle What you've been taught Like yeah. I had that with the Christian and, and again she had the religious upbringing Really Christian yeah So like Baptist, you are trying she? to like You know Untangle You know The normal Like society normalising sex and what you have been raised to think of like masturbation is a sin, sex before mm-hmm. marriage is a sin, sex without anyone, not sex unless you're having it with your husband for the first time and only your husband is, anything else yeah. is a sin and it's really hard to And imagine navigating maneuver. that yeah. in a public space and also being like told that you are basically the like the the virgin of virgins like you are known as like virginal Britney Spears and And if you think about it as well at that point okay so if we're looking at say like um from 2006 to 2008 like that time frame the paparazzi were like like that time frame of tabloids paparazzi with like we see Britney there was like certain stars who were just Hounded. Britney was one. Amy Winehouse was another. Lindsay they were, Lohan. Lindsay Lohan. Paris Hilton. Paris Hilton. They were hounded. Like yeah, it beyond was. Belief. Like remember seeing that on because uh, it was like the sweet spot right before social media. Social media. So like it was. They were actually covering celebrities. Like we were probably consuming them like social media, as in like seeing them so much. So it was much, like so much. yeah, you'd be. Seeing it in the tabloids As if it was a like Instagram story It was live yeah. it was, This is what Paris and Britney And Lindsay Lohan yeah. Got up to last night But we didn't have access To their own personal pages Or and anywhere to go for It was the birth of like Blogs So you had Perez Hilton And TMZ mm-hmm. Starting off So you could have these Like I remember There being times And we're going to have Our special guest on In a second To talk about the next uh, Section of this But I remember there being times Where I was looking at Perez Or I was looking at TMZ And it like Them basically live documenting Like following around Britney Spears So like it was Exactly like That still exists on YouTube You can look up like There's all these I think it was Mr. Paparazzi.uk I used to find him on Um 
YouTube where it was just like, they wouldn't even have a lot of views, but it was just a 20 minute long video of them in a car trying to follow Britney or Amy Winehouse or Kelly Osbourne or whoever the fuck. And it was like 20 minutes of them like going into a store, coming out, uh, them like up against their window. And also the freaky thing about it was how many of them, they were like ants hiving around her in that time. If you thought the only way to get a more defined jawline with natural looking results was through surgery, think again. Juvederm Volux XC is a non-surgical injectable gel filler that improves moderate to severe loss of jawline definition and can help you achieve natural looking results with little downtime. Even better, this improved definition lasts up to one year with optimal treatment. No maintenance required. Improve jawline definition for a smooth sculpted look with Juvederm Volux XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Yeah, they were, the paparazzi back then for Britney Spears were completely just stalking her. And it 100% led to what we now know as like her breakdown. And the turning point. So we have Adam O'Reilly on The Blower. Say hey. Oh, hey, guys. I haven't heard from you in ages. <laughs> oh, I know. Miss Stone, <laughs> how are you doing? In my head. <laughs> what? What's up? What's up? Oh, oh yeah. Sorry. sorry, we're good. We're good. So, yeah, we were talking about the whole, like, Britney Spears, you know, the whole kind of up of her career. And then around, like, 2006 to 2008, we were talking about, that was, like, Perez Hilton times when really paparazzi were like there's never been that level of paparazzi since I feel like those that pop stardom time and obviously that led to her having the breakdown so what do you remember where were you yeah like <laughs> where were you when Britney had her breakdown um like you know what I just all I remember about that time was like it really cemented into me and I remember talking to, uh, kind of about this about when Caroline Flack died and it was the whole like the kind of cycle of celebrity and it's like interaction with like the consumer and like how in the beginning you know like we're all about it we love it and you keep building like people like Britney Spears back then you know to like the pedestal and for years they kind of spend it up there on some sort of like God level yeah. like whatever it is about like the darker side of human nature we love to see them fall. Like, we love to put them up there, but even more, we love to drag them back down. Absolutely, because I remember, like, 
that go because I mean correct me if I'm wrong I'm pretty sure the breakdown went on from like 2007 till 2008 like it was almost a solid year like I was just talking there yeah. about her in the zone tour and I actually remember she came to Dublin to perform in the zone she was going out with Kevin Federline and she injured her leg I'm pretty sure in Dublin or in Belfast and they got those tattoos yeah they got tattoos in Bray um oh my god yeah the dice tattoos um so I remember she injured her leg and that was kind of the beginning of the quote-unquote breakdown because she uh, paused her tour. She went on like basically an endless like cancellation of her tour. Like she couldn't do the rest of the UK leg, I think. And she went back to LA and it was just kind of her and K-Fed bopping around in Von Dutch looking a mess. And if she had a broken leg, probably and possibly she was put on certain medication oh, I'm sure she was yeah especially in America they're like okay there you go have some opiates to help you with that pain but I'm uh, what I'm yeah absolutely and like I, I think that's it was basically free reign for the paparazzi to follow her around though because she was doing she was up to nothing she was like it was all those famous Britney Spears shots of her bopping around with fucking Starbucks frappuccinos mm-hmm. where from so that true. time you know what now that you're saying it like I don't remember there being another celebrity that had like in terms of paparazzi like these iconic like shots of just doing nothing like no one cared about Britney Spears doing nothing as much as we did I think Amy Winehouse and her and that was around the same time 2007 like I remember um, I read Lily Allen's book that she recently brought out and the Sun newspaper found out that she was pregnant before she found out that she was pregnant yeah like I remember that and then she, it was like early on in her career, she had an abortion and because the Sun newspaper had released a story of her pregnancy, she had to say that she miscarried. Well, apparently she had to say, she didn't have to, but she said that. Yeah. And in fact, she had had an abortion. So it's that like there was such an obsession with, which definitely has like leaned its way into the whole birth of social media because now people are willfully selling their soul online but back then it was like rooting through bins and stuff mm. <laughs> you know what you're so right and what I will say if the one like the way we talk about like the breakdown affected like because she was kind of you know the way she was still kind of performing consistently throughout like there was the breakdown but it was never long you know after the breakdown that she would be back on a stage somewhere yeah yeah and I remember yeah. like an example of um, how like how it affects your performance or whatever um, do you guys remember it was like years back I think it may have been around the release of Womanizer but so she was going promoting that song whatever which I'm sure Womanizer didn't that come out like within like six months of her I think um, it was one of her skins in like a mental institute a mental ward I think and is I that think, not Gimme More no but I'm sure she did another small stint before maybe uh, yeah Womanizer Maybe yeah, I because I remember Gimme More was obviously post breakdown. Uh, breakdown because that was when she did the VMA uh, ZMA performance and that was meant to be her comeback and she just didn't look well. She had like these string extensions yeah. on and like an ill fitting bra. Let's, yeah, Let, let's let's rewind back though just to yeah. the break the breakdown specifically because we haven't actually covered what any of that like. So I remember specifically because I was like seventeen, eighteen when this was happening. And I I just remember hearing that there was like you could bet in Paddy Power on the day that Britney Spears was going to die. Oh, wow. Because it culminated because 
her and K-Fed were together, 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 together. Uh, they then separated. And what happened was, was that apparently she was like lost custody of her children or it was being threatened. And that's when she went in and shaved her head. And the shave the head moment was like the pinnacle of the Britney Spears quote unquote meltdown. And like, that's when, the image that we're yeah. known. But yeah, there were also exactly. like prior to that was, if we bring the children to it, the paparazzi were hounding her so much that like remember that shot of her where she was in her car and um, she, had, her kid she had the kid in the lap and like she dropped the child at one point and the paparazzi caught that and that went to the paper so that was right before the shave the head because that's what caused her to be threatened to lose custody of her child yeah. as far as I remember mm-hmm. but um, do you remember like uh, consuming any of that Adam at the time like in the media and like what you felt around the time for breakdown I remember her being like, like on everything. You know that is like it's one. It was one of those moments for me that like when she was in the press, she was like, like just total press. Like everyone wanted a picture of her. Yeah. Um, so I just remember seeing her on the tabloids, and I remember like she was always one of those ones that was like one of those like very cringy like tabloid thing of like oh like like talk about someone's weight, like look at her someone or how chubby they are or whatever. Because that was a huge thing as well, remember? Because she was obviously always known as being so in shape. Mm -hmm. Like, she was, like, ripped. And then, obviously, she injured her leg. I think she tore her ACL. Um, (laughs) I'm triggered because that happened to me. Um, (laughs) Sorry, guys. Just going to take a moment to breathe. Um, Breathing in her vape, she means. But, obviously, she had to, like, completely bring down the level of which she was exercising she was obviously also in a new relation um i don't know adam have you did you watch and this is a oh such Oof, a, i know what you're gonna the, say the britney spears and kevin federline's um reality tv show i think that's on youtube i watched it a is. bit of it it's chaotic no. it's chaotic. it's called chaotic was that the name of it? I think it was Britney Spears Chaotic, oh wasn't it? Oh my gosh. I can't remember that, the name, but that is gas. And so much of it is filmed on like their like... Tour the, bus or something. No, no, no. They're in Vegas. She's like, it's just her and K-Fed. They're like in Vegas half the time. They're smoking joints. They're like yeah. fucking being insane. And I mean, it's iconic. But that is so reminiscent to Whitney Houston and Bobby Brown. It's very, very, very Whitney and Bobby. Yeah, I mean, like, I no wonder the girl couldn't like cracked completely under pressure, you know, that way. And then when and you... that's what's so interesting about these celebrities when we're like almost surprised when they do crack. It's like you literally put them in this insane situation, and yes, they're getting paid crazy amounts of money. But I think we don't we don't know the background of that. Like, mm. you do not make that amount of money unless you were working like a horse, you know. And that's what Britney was doing. So say then when she was with K-Fed and she started putting on the weight and she was like able to indulge a little bit. She'd had that crazy time with the Vegas wedding and that changed people's perception of her and then the breakdown. So, And I was reading an article with her um, the other day and she was saying that in her 20s, she felt this was like the, like she didn't enjoy her 20s because it was the time when like, pe- she had the most people controlling her and making decisions for her career-wise and things that she didn't want to do but they were forced to do kind of a thing. Oh, so yeah. it sounds like and it says that she kind of lost some of her passion for her music. Which I completely so, like, understand and I can understand... 100%. I can un- totally understand why she then like probably took full advantage of being able to basically postpone her career. And how can you even be passionate about something that for that amount of time like you're doing world tours and like still pushing out albums and music videos like it's hard to maintain that level of passion mm. for a craft especially if it's not in your control. Well, 
um, like at this point as well, like as such a billion, like all the stories out there about the Free Britney movement, it was that while she wanted to sing, you know, that she had a passion for singing and dancing, that the production, whatever the label demanded that she sing in this baby voice because of the Christian Aguilera proposal. So she's not even getting getting to make stuff that she wants to make, you know. It's and that kind of brings in the whole idea of her being controlled from the get-go because if she had to, she had probably signed these contracts for five to six albums or whatever. So, like, she was, like, in jail with these, like, she didn't have, even if she wanted to, like, not sing like that or move her music to a different, she had signed contracts that, like, she had to put out the music, like, to this standard, you know, yeah. like, that happens, it happened with Amy Winehouse as well with, um, after Rehab or after Back to Black, she wanted to do a reggae album and they were like, no, and she was like, I want to do a reggae album, they were like, no, and she was contracted so she then refused to do that's why she didn't do another album she would be getting cancelled oh she would honey (laughs) so then that's why she started doing all the special songs and stuff but um yeah yeah, it must feel quite um isolating to like like enjoy singing and it be a creative job but none of the creative stuff is in your own control and you're just seeing what i think she dances now like she dances so much now because i feel like that is like whatever passion she has left she can do it in the dance yeah i agree and also when you think about the baby voicing is a huge thing was that that's why she doesn't she allegedly doesn't perform live because she can't sing like that live so Mm. obviously if you think of her dancing that was kind of her her performing was just miming and dancing you know she was like a a drag queen Well, her work yeah, exactly. was like I even remember with those um, MTV shows and stuff. Like it would always show her in the dance room with her, like you know, backup dancers, and like she that's she was so passionate about dancing. That was that was clear. Um. So, what do you think, Adam? Like, you know, what kind of impact on culture did, in your opinion, the breakdown have? And we can let you go after this. Uh, like obviously, like as Lindsay said earlier. When we think of a breakdown in general, now we think of Britney Spears shaving her head, and it's almost kind of even on and, and like now even with like how it seeped into our own world, our own pop culture, and our own minds, like people just be they just be shaving their heads now, you know, when they're going through something. <laughs> um, <laughs> I know, um, but it's not a joke but, anymore. No, it's not a joke anymore. It's just been like now it's to the point where. Britney Spears getting in all these compromising positions and all that it's not funny anymore mm-hmm. it just seems like there's more depth to it now so in a way maybe the whole the fact that the whole world was watching this and people were capitalising on it because the tabloids were making money everyone was making money off her and people were loving this it, like it was amazing for it. the same with the Caroline Flack thing like the media were loving that because people do love to see this kind of stuff. Unfortunately, it's a sick desire that we have to see other people not doing well. But I do think that how the public kind of handled that back in the day would be different to how we're handling it now because it was seen as a joke. Like, I know people who got Britney's tattoos of her shaving her head. Like, it was just seen yeah. as, like, she's a fucking mess, the state of whore. I think people would... Uh, unfortunately, I don't think the society has moved on that much. I think that... We saw it with, like, as he said, Caroline Flack, obviously, albeit a different way, but, like, I think that there is this weird, and it's only gotten more heightened and more heightened, this, like, compulsion to see people go through something so horrendous, and we all 
not i mean we don't all laugh but we all enjoy it in a weird voyeuristic way however in hindsight we're all very much on this pedestal of like leave her alone and make sure she's okay and like mental health awareness and it's like totally. is People there are any enjoying but this. is there any end of it i don't think that it's i don't think now the public would be consuming it no i think I mean, they'd be probably I mean, consuming it worse okay we're gonna let you go honey bun and hopefully get you up to dublin bad, to record properly so we can chill edible and record <laughs> <laughs> thanks no adam bad, okay bye hon. See you later guys bye i think that's the interesting point of it now where Again, everyone's feeling like they're doing their due diligence by getting on board with this free Britney. However, we're seeing TikToks go viral. We're seeing um, Instagram posts made by these, you know, Velvet Coke or who like some random pop culture fan um, page page with like millions of followers making these posts, kind of breaking down the whole thing. And I and it it leaves an odd taste in my mouth because. Do I I don't agree in any way with what, like how Britney was brought up and the whole like being made to be a star and like sexualized and obviously there's like some very troubling and awful things that happened to her but we don't know where her mental state is now. Yeah. We don't know what's happening. We're assuming that she's being drugged by her dad or that she's like I I read something today for example that apparently and they're giving her medication to um, push her into early dementia and stuff like that. So there's all these things that you don't know where the root of the information is coming from. Well, a lot of it is very hearsay. So we can talk about, like, let's talk about, first of all, outline what's happening with Britney now. So, like, obviously she had this breakdown. And as a result from that, she has gone into what's known as like a legal conservatorship, which is usually actually reserved for people who physically or mentally or both can't take care of themselves so it's where like your estate will go into control of maybe your next of kin uh it can be like your husband or your wife and all this kind of stuff um so that happened to britney spears when she was i mean it was 2008 so she must have been 29 30 um i think she's 37 now so what was that it was a temporary one at first but then they they extended it they extended it to be well, I think it's one of those things, like they always say, like, it's like losing custody of your children, okay? And I know this from Teen Mom. Once yeah. you lose custody, it's so, so, so hard to get it back because there had to have been some sort of, you know, traumatic or, you know, extreme event for you to be deemed irresponsible to have custody or care of and your children. And that's rightly so in a lot of, of cases because... They have to protect the children, right? Yeah. and we see where there's slip-ups where they have like you know people have lost custody of their children and then we yeah. gained it an awful consequence well you so. always have to be laws are in place to protect the innocent you know what I mean so mm-hmm. they have to protect the innocent now in this case it's like but what I mean my comparison is that like once you lose rights they are and this is another flaw in the system you could argue because surely she's the innocent party in this. It is now extremely hard for her to gain rights again. So Britney Spears' father was, is the, uh, I don't know what the legal term is, but like he runs her life now, basically. Uh, he basically has all control of her estate, which is like all of her money, all of her incomings. He pays her a salary, allegedly. He um, basically, he says jump, she has to say how high. Uh, like it's like if he wants her to go on tour she goes on tour if he wants her to stop going on tour she stops going on tour and that was the strange thing about the whole the whole conservatorship because it was saying basically that she was unable to care for herself and her children and her finances and her lifestyle however 
then she got hired to do a Vegas residency. Exactly. So it's like how yeah. many people who are mentally ill or physically ill are able to take on such a huge mm-hmm. responsibility. So to define a conservatorship, just so we know, um, a conservatorship is a legal concept in the United States. A guardian or a protector is appointed by a judge to manage financial affairs and or daily life of another due to physical or mental limitations or old age. A person under conservatorship is a conservatee, um, a term that can refer to an adult. So this is another huge thing Britney Spears is not allowed to drive unless she has permission from her father she's not allowed uh, allegedly all this is of course um, mm-hmm. but I think the the it's not allegedly because I think the, the legal documents have been published because they are public knowledge so as far as I read them a while ago so as far as I know this is public record she's not allowed to drive she's not allowed to vote she's not allowed to marry she's not allowed to have children all of these things and is she allowed to see her children she has 30% um, custody Kevin Federline has the rest because her father lost custody because apparently he like assaulted one of her children mm-hmm. so um she has as i said 30 percent. but i think it can also be somehow up to her dad if she gets to see her sons and that was a big thing so actually to go on this um on the conservatorship and the free britney movement something that ca- kind of kicked this off the free britney movement was kicked off because she was put into a, a mental institution allegedly against her will last January um, but before that when this conservatorship was happening and being drawn up uh, recently I think around the time she went into that mental facility an old 911 call was leaked which I'm going to play now because this is uh, where people are like something ain't right with her situation so one second received January 21st at 12.29 a.m. Hi, my name is Brittany Spears. Um, I called you earlier, um, but I'm calling again because I just wanted to make sure um, during the process of ending the conservatorship that um, my father has threatened me several times that, um, you know, he'll take my children away. I just want to be guaranteed that everything will be fine with the process of um, you guys taking care of everything and um, things have been the same as far as my um, custodial time. So she's saying there that, like, she hopes while this is being written up this uh, conservatorship that during it her father has basically used her kids as like ammo to be like I'm taking it away and here she is like so stressed about losing her custodial rights to her sons like how insanely traumatic and this is what people started to then vilify her father a lot for because they're saying like clearly he is like well for the assault and then this yeah well this came out beforehand Mm -hmm. oh okay um, uh, so that this I think played into the whole assault thing as well which mm-hmm. I'm presuming is legal uh, kind of documents as well um, but the, yeah, they're very concerned because he's obviously threatening or had was and successfully threatened like the loss of the custody of her child that it won't be 50-50 anymore because I think the kids then went into custody of him 50% and Kevin Federline 50% mm-hmm. and she would have like visitation um, also in her uh the, in the documents for her um, conservatorship, it is said that the reasoning that he she is under conservatorship is that her father is saying she has early onset dementia. Like it's in the document. So he's alleging that she has dementia, but during this time she was on residency in Vegas. So it's like only one of those things can be true. Either she is an adult who can perform nightly to thousands of people making hundreds of millions of dollars or she has dementia like how can you remember dance routines 
lyrics to songs, mm-hmm. all of this thing. Like, how can you perform? And apparently her show was incredible. How can you do that while having dementia? It, like, baffles. And dementia to the point where you're being deemed by a law, uh, a court of law that you can't take care of yourself or your money. That, like, you're able to go up on stage every single night, perform an hour and a half set, but, but you're not allowed by... to, like, not be able to be in control of your own money while still making bank. And while whilst that bank is going into the bank of daddy. And physically making bank. It's not like you're making bank off archives or whatever. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. You are literally going to work nightly in Vegas. And selling performing tickets. Performing physically... Sold out shows. Like, it's... I mean, it's just a mess. It really does just seem such a mess. And to try and even pick through and understand it, I don't. I, I think when it's been from the get go of her whole career, it has been so hidden and curated into the people's perception of who Britney is. I just, as a child who grew up watching her, I never, ever, ever would have thought this would have been the outcome. My innocent self looking at Britney and loving her and seeing her as this perfect angel with everything. She was so gorgeous and now looking at her and you see her eyes just look so lost and scared Mm. and, you know, like dark. Like there's just a darkness there. And the weird thing was, is like, she's just so different. Even like, I remember when she was, and this just shows you how much the veneer of everything and how much this the Free Britney movement has actually brought to light. Because like when I saw her go back to Vegas and she was still pumping out music, albeit shite music, but music nonetheless. She was performing every night. She had a gaff. I was like, she's grand. I was like, she's clearly just, you know, I can understand not wanting to tour. She wants to do her residency. Who fucking doesn't? You make a lot, a lot of money doing a Vegas residency. And mm-hmm. so I was like, oh, she's kind of on like, you know. A good path. She's on the, well, I thought she was on the kind of closing of her career in a nice way. I thought that after Vegas, she'd have a nice retirement. I presumed, as many did, that she was making all of this money, that this money was going into her pocket. I was like, that's so nice for her. Like, she can now be like a 40-year-old, close to 40-year-old woman and completely retired. Um, A lot of other stuff. Yeah, so then let's talk about what really kicked off the Free Britney movement is, as I said, there was this... uh, It came out that she had gone into, like, a mental health care facility um in April 2019 I believe it came out that she was there allegedly she was there since January there's, against her will there's still well now with that whole against her will with a mental health facility that's I why do, I said allegedly yeah no it just makes me like a lot of people if they well it's just from I know of like family friends etc if if anyone has had the horror of someone being really mentally ill and them having like their you know someone having to place them in care it's like so when I do I think when people are using and I'm not saying you but when like the media are saying and comments on Instagram and stuff saying like she was put in against her will we don't know the like whole meaning behind that that could have meant that she was having an absolute breakdown and had to be put in for her own protection it does but I think they're saying against her will because it was done upon she was signed in by her dad and it's due to the conservatorship so like arguably anything is against her will her whole life is against her will Mm -hmm. at this point because she can't she actually physically couldn't even put herself in care but then she came out on Instagram saying that she did because of her dad's sickness um, yeah. mm. so but a huge part of uh, you know dare you call it evidence came out when there was um, a podcast that had been detailing the Free Britney movement and um, received have you heard this the voice note from the lawyer the voicemail no. so 
a lawyer called into this podcast, um, which I've been, as I said, documenting and talking about the Free Britney movement. Um, I'm going to play the clip of the lawyer now and what he said. So this will also give a little bit of background on why people are now pretty convinced that it was against her will. Hi there. Um, I cannot disclose who I am. Um, I just heard the latest episode. You guys are on to something. Um, I used to be a paralegal for an attorney that worked um, with Britney's conservatorship. I'm no longer with them. Um, and what is happening is disturbing, to say the least. So, um, basically, in Britney was in rehearsals for domination. Uh, it came to Jamie's attention, Jamie Spears, that uh, Brittany was not taking her medication as prescribed. Uh, she was she was missing a lot of doses and just uh, full on not taking them. So uh, they got her to the doctor. The doctor said, okay, if you don't want these medications, let's get you on a new one. Well, she refused to take the new one. So Jamie said, either you take this medication or the show's off and I'm, I'm, I'm pulling my support and you can't do it. Um, Brittany did not follow Jamie's instructions. And so he was true to his word. He pulled the show. He verbatim said, blame it on my illness. Um, and that's when we get the early January Instagram. So that then uh, pulls up this kind of screenshot of uh, on January 4th, Brittany or someone on her team posted on her Instagram that she was taking a break to deal with her father's current health issues. Fast forward a couple of days, um, Brittany's still not following through with her medication. And as you guys have mentioned, she is seen with Sam driving. A big no-no on um uh, it's, it's a big rule that she broke. So, uh, yeah, again, she, on January 7th, she was seen driving out with her boyfriend, Sam. Brittany has been in the um, in the mental facility since mid-January. Um, of course, the, the, the statement yesterday said she entered last week. That is not true. She's been in there since mid-January. Um, and there is no timeline... Uh, granted, I've been gone. I, I haven't worked with the company or at the at the firm for uh, about a little over two weeks now. But there is no end, particularly in sight, for this stay at the central facility to um, to end. Uh, she did not want to go. She, um, uh, I, 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 of course. Uh, I'm just a paralegal. I haven't had any contact with her. But um, from what I understand, this was uh, not a decision she made at all. And that's where it cuts off. So that is where it cut off for them. Um, and this has, like, really fanned the flames. And the then another movement. thing as well, which fanned the flame last week was a TikTok, uh, not a TikTok star, a guy came out on TikTok and read. Um, I have it here somewhere. Um yeah, her friend who used to work with her. Um, His name is like Andrew something. Andrew, yeah. If you just look up TikTok Britney letter, you can see that. 
Um, and he reads a letter that she wrote in the third person, which also makes me kind of like concerned. I think that's a bit of a odd way to. Well, it was she wrote herself. it in two thousand and eight. Yeah, yeah. And I mean, do you know what the sad thing about it is? I just think like I don't think that Britney will ever be free. Well, she never was. She never was, and I don't think she ever will be. Mm-hmm. And I think it's just a horrific. I just think it's the most horrific. Like yes, she like I think she was just the biggest child star ever, and that's what you get. This is how, that's the card. You know, it's just so sad. It's so sad that she was never given a chance at life. Just in the same case that some, you know, she was just like her abuse was seen as better because she had money, she had the looks, she had this fame and attention and talent, but it was still I'm, I'm saying child abuse from the get go talking about her sexuality in that way and like controlling her whole life and pushing her to work and like there's just and I don't know like I think the what's happening now and like um Jenny and I years ago watched a documentary which is called um Britney for the record yeah Britney for the record it's and incredible oh my it god it was a 2008 documentary about her and I remember one standout point for that documentary she's still like she's beautiful in the doc- documentary she's speaking really eloquently and it's right it's about her comeback so it's about yeah. her coming back into the public eye I think the gimme more and all that had happened but it's kind of like the conservatorship has be, is like right under like rule you know the way it's happening it's live and it's about her kind of being I mean it's really sad Because it's about someone Like healing from a mental and Or slash nervous breakdown And then being put one. back To work immediately But then again It's also like Which I touched upon On the earlier episode Part of the episode It's also like All she knew So I'm sure she did get Some form of Gratitude And some form of like You know Normality By going back Into the entertainment industry Because it's all she was ever given And all she ever knew And that's what I It's it's like If you look at like Say bloody one of Carol Baskin's tigers That she has And The people were saying Like oh why don't you Set them free Because all they know Is a cage Yeah How can we separate Like I think that might be The fear Mm -hmm. Of her people So us as fans Who don't know anything Because it's also covered We're assuming That like all this Should be done To protect her And let her live a free life But she's never lived it So Yeah I think And she does clearly Have mental health issues Well Regardless if that was like Put on for You know if that was All we know Like if that was pushed From her people And medication And all this Other stuff But like she clearly does well I think the and that turn and that abuse would make you absolutely but I think the the big conversation now isn't about like you know as you said a good analogy like letting a zoo animal into the wildlife it's about having her have her own say like for example in her conservatorship she's not allowed to hire her own lawyer mm-hmm. for any disputes she has so it's like while you obviously you know be it what it may like we're not doctors I don't know what if what her mental um, health issues are who knows if she was being medicated who knows if she's medicated now like we just don't know no. um, and we'll never know and that's her right to have that private too it's not our right to have that as public record you know like her mental health struggles but what she should be able to do is like anyone in a fucking quote unquote free country is be able to have representation Independent of the person who is going against you. So, like, if she is trying to break free of a conservatorship, the person who is the, like, quote unquote, like, runner of that conservatorship should not be hiring 
your lawyer. It's just so dark and there's so many different spokes to it. Like you you talk a lot about her boyfriend, like to me. Um, and there's a comment here in this YouTube that we watched. Um, I was, oh, it's just up here. Um, about her boyfriend Sam no one is talking about her boyfriend first of all that dude does not even look like her type he's so obsessed with himself and my gaydar is telling me he might be IDK they have one video of them kissing and it's like a peck I feel like he is like her handler slash babysitter slash marketing tool he has been with her for like three years and I think he was the one who tipped off her father about her not taking that medicine that is giving her dementia this has to end I fully Think that your man And like Just let me run my tinfoil hat ass off here Because Please do queen I just think that guy Because And the reason I think this Is because it worked on me I remember Like Not really hearing much As I said The quiet kind of quiet period mm-hmm. Of Britney Where I thought she was grand Popped around Vegas And then I saw like Her with this fella And I was like Fair fucking bladia I was like Daddy Clearly This guy Who's like 10 years younger than her like seem and doesn't really have much going on. Pa- allegedly, is mad about her. All of these things. I'm like, surely she has her shit together if she's you know keeping around a well-to-do guy. Because before that, she was dating all these fucking losers. These wasn't she dating a paparazzi? She was dating point? a paparazzi. She dated her manager. She dated all these people that were like, you know, and they were really forcibly putting themselves in the limelight. And this guy's didn't really seem to be doing that. So I was like, fair fucking play. She's dating this younger hot guy. That's really cool. You know, and that's why I think it's all smoke and mirrors. I think that he is literally some sort of earpiece to whoever. I don't know who, but I mm-hmm. feel like he is a plant in there to have, again, if we go back to the veneer of her being this perfect virgin person, he is now another veneer of her being kind of like keeping the free Britney people way of like, no, but look, she's got a boyfriend. She's got a really good How friend. bad can her life and be? And like, he looks like a fucking Ken doll. Like, he's so preened and he, like. He's like insane looking. Like, in a like he looks like a Michelangelo carved him. He's like yeah. an eight pack. He's like six foot four. He mm-hmm. he's this tar, tar but also there's not really any information on him. He's like what, a model? There's it's no weird. information on him and for someone of her caliber of celebrity, like I said when we were on the phone to Adam these people have no morals. They yeah. will fully go in through your bins. They will like, I remember reading that um, the National Enquirer once when Tiger Woods was dealing with his whole, um, that yes. breakdown. They once followed him where he was shagging uh, someone in the car, a sex worker, and he threw out the condom and the National Enquirer grabbed the condom full of Tiger Woods cum, Don't. put it in a Ziploc and it was somewhere in the filing cabinet of the National Enquirer. Sure. This is the level that people will go. <laughs> yeah. So you're telling me that there's no information on Britney Spears who was huge and who can sell papers because people want to read this shit. So like, again, the media won't have any morale because they just want their money. Mm. So there has to be so much protection around the whole and world of Britney yeah, for them to not even be able to like totally. a- attain any... A dark information about this guy Or like yeah. his ex-girlfriend Like I've never seen nothing. anything If you Google him And this is my experience From Googling him Nothing comes up Except for Britney Spears articles Like there's none that's like Where was Sam Asghari Before he knew Britney And like he's also put up An Instagram recently Trying to say that like He's trying to like Align cancel culture With the father Which is just also seems Kind of like You're Surely you should side. just Shut the fuck up Like if something was going on Surely like As of someone's partner As someone's like You know Quote unquote Live in boyfriend Now there's a lot of evidence That he doesn't live with her He pretends to live with her Because like when he Instagrams He Instagrams from his par- apartment And she mentions him a lot In her chaotic 
Instagrams which yeah. is also a bit like hold on you have 30 seconds of your like free time on Instagram yeah. and you're gonna be like mm, baby it's, yeah. it's very but like performative yeah I can't remember my point there but what I'm saying is I don't know he just he sp- or the fact that he doesn't live with her yeah he doesn't live with her like and like he also does stuff like he's always seen out and about without her oh sorry my point was was that surely if something's going on like the free britney movement your role as a partner is to be supportive to your girlfriend your role is not to mouth off on instagram supporting the person who is by law and it's public record controlling her life now maybe the you know he is all dandy and he's great and he's helping britney but that's still her family and it's her position to come Mm -hmm. out and be like stop cancelling my father he's doing good for me and that's where like alarm bells for me go off and i'm like why are you chiming in on something that really has nothing to fucking do with getting paid exactly exactly it's like you are a mouthpiece you are like well you're hired so you don't want to lose your job you are well you're hired normality they're probably in my opinion they're like saying to him like right go out there and make it like blah 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 and like there's yeah there's just so much shit like people think that Sam Mascari as that lawyer said he's the one feeding information back he's like an eyepiece like all this crazy shit is and this is like a world that we don't know like mm. I mean there's been you know rumours going around about the Kardashians that they have hard boyfriends like when Kourtney Kardashian's yeah. hot ass ex and Kylie Jenner now has this other equally rowdy yeah. fella that's like in her Instagrams and it's like okay and they all look the same they all look so similar they're drop dead you never know how they met really it's like at an event and they never like they never really talk or anything there's no information on them yeah they're like probably because they're paid not to and they're hired and all that kind of stuff so this is like that's normal in the world of Hollywood mm. you know like it's difficult for us to kind of comprehend but it sounds probably... completely conspiratorial but if you actually look at Hollywood or the entertainment industry's track record it happens all the time that pe- like look Colin Farrell and Britney Spears were lumped together for a bit it of it happens pure. even in UK shit yeah. they'll put Bear from bloody um, X on the Beach with Georgia from Love Island and all this kind of stuff like you, you hear know? you've read like I mean if you've read anything about Hollywood it happened with hear- Shannon Riley McGrath who is really? an Irish girl um, and Ricky from Geordie Shore it's so like they were in like they were Instagramming and then it came out I think he came out and said that was all and then she Mm. denied it so it's like this is normal in that culture and historically for for like since Hollywood since like the big Hollywood boom in the 50s Marilyn Monroe was set up with people to be you know fake going out with it happens all the time so it's like surely if it happened all the time it's not that crazy that it's now happening to a person whose life is literally be controlled in every other aspect Mm -hmm. so why is it such a far throw that her fellow would be well, like the likelihood of her being controlled that she can't go driving, she can't, but apparently she can go out and get the ride and have this long term relation. Yeah. But she can't go in her car. And from that documentary where we were talking about. Um, for the record. For the record. There was a scene that just kind of stayed with me throughout the years. And it was like her in her car, the roof down, and she was just driving. And she was like, yeah. when I feel at my most free. It's when I'm just on the open road driving. She and it was when she got it was, driving. Yeah, and it was her talking about how she was like it was about her conservatorship, as far as I remember, and she was saying that she was just dying for the day where she gets her car back. It was literally her lamenting on being able to fucking drive, and now it's actually like it's been leaked the papers. She's not allowed to drive without permission, and allegedly this driving situation, like something else that lawyer referenced in there, is that she was uh, rehearsing for this new show. Now that new show was her new. Um, Vegas show because again I'm sure she finds some comfort in actually going back to work and you know doing something with her time like when everything else is controlled and she does clearly love to dance and perform I'm sure she does you know 
somehow like that and then well it's like muscle memory it's all she knew so yeah but also so she was allegedly rehearsing for this and because she wasn't taking her medicine allegedly her father came in and was like cancelled the show so then he's also taking that away from her you know Mm. so it's like she can't win it's just so dark it's so dark and I don't think anyone is close to understanding Mm -mm. I really don't and I do think a large part of it that is being missed is that like yes all of these things her whole like you know being plunged into stardom at such a young age and the like virality of her and like the paparazzi and like then the breakdown Mm. I just think it's a stretch personally from my own opinion to have that happen the breakdown happen and then find yourself back to being a normal person I do think I feel like my personal opinion on it is that I don't think she's being treated well but I do think that her mental health is just they're just trying to manage it right now and like it's Mm. you know for for an example with her driving if someone is apparently mentally ill and has and has we don't know we know the breakdown because it was public but we don't know what's going on every day if she's being erratic now of course when we see her on stage it makes us think well she can do that but that's muscle memory in some way I don't Mm. know but maybe they are trying to protect her from herself I don't know no one knows they we don't know but there are a lot of red flags the fact that it's in there the dementia thing is a big thing for me that it's that the reason that he's been able to push this forward is because he's filed for her having early onset dementia that to me does not fly because fair enough if he's saying she's bipolar or something else that seems a little more tangible like her mental breakdown look a lot of people have nervous breakdowns or mental breakdowns it is not completely unheard of and it isn't always debilitating especially 10 years on you can manage that now Obviously, she had mental health struggles and, you know, her past, whatever, all led up to the breakdown. But what my concern is, is how that breakdown was managed. Mm-hmm. That we don't know what happened from then. We don't know what, when you're having a, if you have mental health issues and you're put on the wrong medication. And the reason I'm saying that is because I do not believe that Britney Spears has early onset dementia. So if she is being medicated as such, that would have drastic impact on her current mental health so we don't know if her mental health or the way that we're seeing her now we don't know what that is we don't know if that's actually if it's because she's not taking her medication if it's because she's being medicated wrong is it because you know we don't know why that why the way why she is being an american medication is totally different to hear and not even the medication the medication is the same it's the way in which it's dispensed and the accessibility to it and it's also how you're diagnosed exactly because I have had friends who've dealt with mental health where for years it was just trying to pin down the actual problem like I have friends of mine who were seeing therapists and psych you know the whole lot the whole shebang they were in patient outpatient then they were said one week it was bipolar next week it was this and it was like never knowing what was the problem yeah. to manage so that could be a situation and then it could be the fact that like they're trying to manipulate that and with- in Hollywood you also see it all the time people being you know dodgy doctors yeah you know if you look at it in the sense of like say Michael Jackson that doctor was like giving him medication that like killed him in the end like your man went to jail mm-hmm. <laughs> you know what I mean so it's like it is not a far cry that there are crazy doctors who are doctors for hire basically when you have enough money and you yeah. have people to and delegate what you know and when the person doctors. 
controlling the money, controlling the doctors and controlling the medication is also the one profiting off you in an insane amount. Like it's also, I'm pretty sure in the legal stuff that leaks that she gets like $1,500 a month, but she's worth $65 million. What, what kind of troubled me mostly was that apparently her mom was liking comments against the father. That, because her mother and father obviously have divorced in the past some amount of years they're not together anymore yeah um and that's that is one thing that always is like hey to me i'm like where's her map but i guess she's being stopped from being able to talk to her mother because I, I i in my like rabbit hole of this i was trying to find information on the mom and they were kind of saying like britney had like basically disowned the mom but then it's like anything that britney does it's like you don't know who's pulling the reins on that you know what i mean yeah. is it actually coming from britney or is it coming from her lawyer and her son went on live a while ago oh, or on Instagram and apparently he was saying that he hated the dad like Britney's Well he dad. said he's an asshole. Yeah, something like that. And then, you know, he said he'd give more information if he got 5,000 followers. <laughs> Which is like just that. like teenage It's shit. teenage stuff, but it's also just like, I do think that like, hopefully this, I mean, if we don't hear anything from this movement for example, which like, I don't know if the movement of Free Britney is beneficial to her, I think. I think it is because look how much it's brought to light. Like That's there's so true, yeah. much shit that I did not know and I would not have known if it wasn't for that free break. I get movement. that, but I just feel that like we do know it, but if I just feel like they'll just be covering up more and just because like it's been this, it's been so covered for so many years and we're talking about the most famous person of our generation we don't know anything about we don't know the ins and outs we know these little tiny scraps that we're getting from god knows where well i think a big thing that it's the tangible thing is that apparently she has a hearing i think it might be tomorrow i think it's like the 22nd of july it could be august though um and she has a hearing which is being suppressed by them allegedly again uh this is what i've just read uh, that that is basically her because I, I I'm pretty sure my understanding of it was that her conservatorship is up for question every couple of years and that is happening now. Uh, but this is the whole thing that she's not allowed to hire her own legal team and there's all these petitions. I'm pretty sure the Instagram account Velvet Coke um, and a load of Instagram accounts to be honest have a petition up for like to allow her to get her own legal representation and for her to choose that so that would be a huge thing that could change something if she was able to get like independent and non-biased and get someone who's actually there to help her honestly that isn't being paid by the dad as well and informed by the dad you know that way like that that is huge that's like you're completely cuckolded and trapped in that situation if you're like like imagine like imagine being in the workplace and you having some sort of you wanting to go to court over something that happened in work, and the person that you're basically suing go is hiring your lawyer. It's, of course, they're going to hire someone who's on their side. Nonsensical. I mean, Britney has been crying for years. She's so lucky. She's a star. But she cries, cries, cries with a broken heart. Like it's been her life for years and it's really sad and it's really confusing and like it's a rabbit hole like you said like there's so much stuff we haven't even gone into like there's that whole like perfect doll album she was meant to be releasing and that didn't come out hopefully if her children as they get older they might have more of a voice because now it just feels wrong to be for even to be repeating what they're saying on yeah live you know they they are still children Um, that if, could be a big thing for her. When, I do. her when her oldest son I think it's Sean or something like that when he becomes of age and hopefully if he is not completely fucked over by like a different lawsuits of not ever being able to speak mm-hmm. out you wouldn't know how they could control the children as well well they couldn't control him mm-hmm. 
if he doesn't sign anything. It's just like we want to hear more and I, it's a, it always feels unfair with these things. And this is coming from a completely privileged point of just being the like consumer of her music and everything as a child. You know, you give us this person and then she's gone and we don't know anything. Like, where's Kevin Federline? Where's the... Mo- like, come out and speak and do these like sit down... Inter- like, something's going on that it's troubling... Well, I think Kevin Federline is under a legal thing. Okay. Because that is another thing that came out through this that she basically said in that letter that we didn't really go into detail on. But again, you can, if you look it's it up on, TikTok on, if you look it up on YouTube, YouTube, you'll be able to hear it. TikTok, ver- Britney letter. Yeah, TikTok, Britney letter. But um, he basically said that like their divorce with Kevin Federline was like almost forced. Yeah. And that was a huge part of her breakdown. So I would presume that he, it, there was a, some sort of payout um, that like maybe the parents or the management company probably rightly so didn't think that Kevin Fairline was the best look for her. But again, no one should be like, I mean, that would be so insanely traumatic. Even if you and your boyfriend were like killing each other or being so toxic. Like, if for, I was like, you and Evan aren't working. It's not good for the band. You're yeah, up. you and then you pay him off to never talk about it. And then you end up controlling my medication. Like, it's it's, it's insane. It's completely wild. When she's and an adult who had two children with this man. Like, surely she should be the one to but manage the But either way, divorce. I just think regardless, there should be some kind of open conversation about it. Because we as the public visually saw this breakdown. And to even get an understanding of like mental health and how it works, like if there was more conversation and it's it's just so oddly curated via mm. her Instagram and, you know, and of course the public are trying to pick at these things to understand like, oh, someone commented like if she wears yellow, yeah. it means you are looking for help. The next video she's wearing yellow. And everyone now in every comment is like, we're green, we're purple, we're red. I'm like, okay, guys, we're obviously going to get a color because you're naming every fucking color in the rainbow. Yeah, and it's <laughs> just like, you know, we're like, we're trying to just pluck because... For once, she was everywhere on MTV, on our little CD players. You know, we were wearing Britney tops. We were, t- and now it's like we don't know anything, and it's a weird thing. Not that we are even due the knowledge of her whereabouts or what's going on, but I do think. Well, it's like that parasocial relationship kind of thing, right? It's almost even like we saw and visualized this person growing up for the public to know. I do think it would be beneficial for public knowledge to know, like this is what happens with you know, like to know even now we have like trolling we have cancel culture like I mean that was a wake-up call for us as a podcast when we had spoken about Caroline Flack and the situation and both said some regretful things but that was only in hindsight when Mm -hmm. you kind of saw the magnitude of your words and what it does to a person yeah so or how it can add to a conversation so if Brit if Britney's people were more like transparent with what's going on it would kind of be able to like just fill in the jigsaw of what went wrong and how to prevent that yeah. again? Yeah, I mean, it, uh, to wrap it up, I mean, I guess it's just one of those things that like, I don't think that will happen because I don't think they want to prevent it happening because they want to actually continue. They want to prevent the opposite. They want like, money. Yeah, well, we, yeah, and they want the control and it's such a dark rabbit hole and we haven't, I mean, weirdly, we haven't even scratched the surface because mm-hmm. like, we could have done weeks and weeks and weeks and weeks of research on this but like I think it's like it's so interesting and it's just so insane for people who grew up like alongside Britney Spears mm-hmm. albeit like you know a couple of years younger Um, it's just bizarre to continuously see it because even when I saw the breakdown happen and I saw her then go into the mental health facility and I saw her then go to Vegas as I said I thought that was kind of it for her I thought it was like oh great she's kind of at the swan song of her uh, career she'll get to retire live her life with her well, son. that was the money like I remember like as soon as she had the breakdown 
the media were pushing for the comeback. Oh no, exactly. You know, but like what I'm saying is that like it's it's an awkward it's just such a weird thing to now see this blow up again and I'm like, oh my god, in hindsight now I'm like, whoa where I thought that she had found peace, mm-hmm. say four years ago, I would have been like, Britney Spears Grand, she's working away in fucking Vegas, that's deadly. I'm like, whoa, it never ended for her. What I thought yeah. was the end, it was probably only the be- the break the breakdown, what we thought was the end was the only the beginning of her life being under such control. And now we're also in like she's been under the conservatorship longer than she had her prime. She had prime from ninety eight to two thousand and six. She's been under conservatorship since 2008. It's 2020. That's 12 years versus like eight. And it's just (laughs) wild to think because like you said, when you kind of forget about her. Isn't that so sad that she touched so many, like people, the whole world knew how Britney Spears was. And when she's trapped in her home under her father and whoever else is working alongside to kind of control her, you kind of do forget. Absolutely. When you're not being fed by the media, it's these out like of sight, out of mind. You totally. So then, when so it is good. I get what you mean in that sense of like that. It's like you know being out in the open a bit more, and like people mm. are taking response. You know, it was the same with the BLM. Like, obviously. well, no one's taking responsibility. That's no the one's crazy taking responsibility, thing. but it is a bit of like you know, obviously what? a hugely different thing. But like you know, these things that like you can forget about. Well, yeah, you when know? you're in the privileged position to not experience them every day yeah you know so it is that kind of thing of like it being and that's why I do think overall like to wrap it up I think the free Britney movement is like I think it's kind of cool because I'm like this is the first time you know if you look at so many fallen stars you know like Marilyn Monroe all these people like imagine there was like this like tribe of people fighting for your rights even albeit if you don't control your social media and you don't know what's happening like I do find that like a nice thing Well it's like happen. the human race If you can't trust Your own father Your yeah. own people Who've been working with you For years The closest people to you At least of the human race And the public who adored her They want the best mm. for her And that's what The whole Free Britney movement yeah. Is about So guys We could go on and on As I said But we gotta wrap it up Wrap it up girls And buy our merch Yeah <laughs> Let us know uh, What you thought of this episode Because it's been highly requested We hope we did it justice We did it as best we could In our own little style uh, But we'll be back next week With more juice Bye girls. Bye